0: Welcome to the Human Habit Podcast, where we bring you insights into everyday human behavior and help you to change your habits, change your life, and transform yourself. I'm your host and brother, Ibrahim Salaman, the mm. Human Habit Guy, a street scientist in the School of Everyday Life. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the podcast. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alamin, all praise and all thanks due to Allah. Hi everyone, I hope you are good and well in good health and the Imam of Faith, inshallah. And in today's episode, and I've got my dear brother, Jonathan Yahya Williams. A brother who is passionate about education and empowering and helping the youth. He's kindly come over to share with us his knowledge, his experience and wisdom. Jonathan Yahya, welcome Mm. to the Human Habit podcast bro.
1: Thanks for having me man.
0: Alhamdulillah, it's a pleasure thank you for taking the time. I know you're a busy man (laughs) (laughs) and we haven't got much time because you've got a a heavy duty to do in a bit, (laughs) (laughs) inshallah. So inshallah, what I wanted to do was pick your brain and your life story and your experience. So without further ado, I'll get into it straight away you've been working and empowering and helping the youth for 20 years?
1: Yeah, 20 plus now. 20, so 20, 20 plus, 20, years. I started working with young people back in the late 1990s. MashaAllah. So.
0: so what I wanted to know was, uh, is there a story or an experience of someone who inspired
1: you to want to do this? Well, I think, to be honest, it's, it's funny because I started off doing youth work and uh, mentoring mentoring and you fall... You, you sometimes fall into it without even realise you're doing it already. Yeah. So I probably was doing that well before I actually got a job. I think the biggest, the thing that inspired me most to go to pursue and, and stay in this sort of sector, working with young people, was my own experiences. Yeah. Um, so my own experiences of going through the education system and not succeeding, never really leaving the education system with any sort of real qualifications, yeah, but not the, the qualifications wasn't the biggest lack of evidence of success. It was more, to, it was a lot of it was the mindset I developed, yeah, by being in the education system, and I said by being in the education system, because my experiences through school,
0: yeah,
1: didn't really prepare me for any sort of success
0: in life, yeah. So, so that, that,
1: that was that... the so 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 um, and then post that, yeah, post leaving school so the next 10 years between you know i got my first role when i was 24 years old yeah,
0: sure,
1: yeah. but that experience deal was key because i was disaffected for a number of years yeah uh, meaning i wasn't doing nothing so i went to college but i dropped i i, I kind of dropped out yeah at a lot of and i wasn't really there to succeed yeah um, and then I became sort of in the wilderness for some years.
0: Yeah. So it was that experience. That, that whole triggered...
1: experience, and then getting into yeah. employment, and then developing a career. Yeah. That experience inspired me to sort of work with young people because I realised that if I can exp- um, go through that journey and come out the other end and have a career, get help other young people who are going through that. Yeah. And what was well key was that I saw many of my peers. Yeah. That was falling by the wayside,
0: yeah.
1: That easily could have been me,
0: yeah, because in those years of wildness, maybe. yeah,
1: it's not so much even wildness, yeah. it's just it was more to do with disaffection. Because you know, when you sort of, you know, the word disaffection means you've lost loyalty and faith in something or someone, yeah, and I lost that in terms of believing that that was that you know you get told to go to school to get a good education so you can get a good job yeah and have a career and if you ain't doing well and you know by the time i was 12 years old i didn't see that as a path for me yeah because i didn't believe that i was going to do well in education yeah but luckily i had two good parents and what i mean by good parents is discipline in that sense which is lot lacking these days. So I had parents' discipline. That was enough to keep me scared enough not to go too far (laughs) down the road, you know what I'm saying? But eventually, if you generally don't believe that you're going to succeed, then, you know, and you're getting older and older and older and and all of a sudden your parents, that hole that that your parents had on you when you was 12, 13, 14, at 16, 17, 18, 19, is not going to be there. Yeah, and whatever whatever you believe in your mind,
0: yeah.
1: will manifest itself.
0: Like, itself yeah. That's why. That's why I'm interested in the habits of the mind. So, do you think what what was the triggering? Was it the, the school environment? What 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 this what made you not believe in that system well, like that? Was well, well
1: I found out I was dyslexic when I was 32 years old, and I found that I had ADHD yeah. when I was in my forties. Yeah. So I think looking back, yeah. that I, You know, these things wasn't picked up. Um, so, my thing when at school was I couldn't read. Yeah. And I left school, couldn't read, yeah. not believing I could read.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Not realizing that, you know, I've got a learning difficulty. Yeah. And the school probably is, well, obviously they did the four, well, he can't read, isn't, you know. So, you're in the bottom set for everything. Yeah. So, by the time you get to secondary school, you're in the bottom set, you go to, and you see that streaming of sort of who's, good at education was bad. Not, yeah. it yeah. starts to manifest in yeah. front of you so we was always getting you know the dumber group
0: yeah, yeah. so what about sports like, Was you? Been, I, in my own experience as well I didn't do good in school because yeah. I grew up in the civil war and when I came here I was 10 yeah. I didn't like so but I was kind of good at sports I'm wondering was there something you were good at that gave you well
1: for me, in school, I wrote, I did sport, but I did sports not sport. I did like combat sports. Martial arts. So I became a national champion in Taekwondo. Yeah, we used to do it at Vernon Street. So that was your road. passion. Yeah, but yeah. my talent at school. <clears throat> In meaning that something that the school never had to teach me how to do yeah. was drawing. I could draw. Yes, yeah, so art. Yeah, so so artwork, art. I was very good. Yes. I don't draw at all now because it just reminds me of school. But <laughs> I got a B in art and design.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that was you. So that was so that was kind of like a that was what you, when you were school you feel good at something because you're good at that and you That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's yeah. not
1: something I enjoyed doing, but it was something that I, did, I, I was good at, and it was something that. I Got praise for in school, yeah, yeah. So, so it was an enjoyment, bit, I would say. An enjoyment, yeah, it wasn't something I really enjoyed doing, but it was something that I would get positive feedback from. Yeah, staff. that's what I mean. Yeah, nothing feedback. else positive was coming in terms of my academic or work in terms of school. There was yeah. no, well, you're good at maths or you're good at English, you're good at it. Yeah, you know, there was no positive in anywhere, just
0: art. Yeah. To start. Yeah. So the only
1: thing I got respect for by staff was bec- was artwork. Oh, okay. I yeah. Could do yeah. It. I was a natural. They didn't yeah, teach me how to that's draw. what you got
0: positive. Yeah. That, that's what that, you know. When I said enjoy, I think I was looking for. That's the word I was looking for. You got a positive feedback from. That's good. life for yeah, like, building confidence. For, for, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying because but then, I didn't
1: enjoy artwork. Yeah. I didn't want to do it. It wasn't yeah. something I interested. You know, I not to, doing to it pursue.
0: You was not yeah. interested no, in it no, like no, that. Yeah. You just naturally found it to be good, but So I went down that route. Yeah. When I left
1: school, I did art and design at college. Because it was the only thing that I, you... I, I got a qualification in. Yeah. And and I had to, I had to, because of my mum and dad, be doing something. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that's where the discipline and the focus <laughs> Yeah, that's where <what> the discipline comes <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah the discipline so that's good, about. yeah. But yeah. you never had no deep interest to pursue it because, like you Not said. Not
1: at all. So when I went to college, I wasn't doing nothing yeah. until the last six weeks to pass the course so yeah. I can get to another course <laughs> yeah. to keep my mom and dad quiet yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> keep the parents of your bag yeah. it's good it's good yeah and
1: eventually when I got to a point where I weren't bothered about what well, saying, they said yeah. then, it, then I dropped out yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that way you developed your own personality and you're yeah, starting yeah, to become yeah. your own I mean, person your own person yeah, like yeah. 18,
1: 19 it's like oh sure
0: yeah <laughs> no you don't care what they thought in terms of like in a, in a good way you know what I mean so, <laughs> yeah. so, so in school that was the positive thing in, in that's the word you know, positive thing you had on because sometimes some people like if they if they need they're never social so they're good at you know interacting with yeah, people yeah, yeah. but like me I was good at that but I was also good at sport so yeah. and I but when it came to maths, science and all that like you I was always foundation you just know you even hate it yeah 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 and you
1: know and also this is the thing yeah. you don't really find I don't know right now but back then you don't find enthusiastic Foundation teachers who really want to
0: believe in you. These, yeah. both,
1: believe, these kids in the bottom set. I yeah. really believe in them and want to pick them up. You know, you there's know, only
0: maybe one in the
1: ones in the blue. I room. never, you know, yeah. I, I didn't see you no know, teachers. The teachers that I had in that set, it was, and I think majority of us was more like, you know, we're here to just manage this classroom, yeah. and keep it quiet for an hour, do what you want. You know what, yeah. what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so yeah. you know,
1: you know, the teaching, the teaching at bottom sets isn't really always. You know, since so you don't have the best teachers. You don't have the best,
0: yeah, most
1: enthusiastic you... teachers. Yeah. You know, they're there, and sometimes some young people are in the bottom sets, mm. not because of their ability. Sometimes because of the behaviour. Yeah. So you're all in the back set with you know when you find your friends and who's the better, rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> you join in. Yeah. You know what I mean? You so, get triggered by your environment. It's not. It? It's not. It's not the. It's not the right environment for learning.
0: When did you have a change of how the are in uh, that you can actually learn? When did you have that trigger that you can actually enjoy learning without that school? school? Because sometimes do you think we associate learning and school together? Because so that's what I do you yeah, think yeah. that's true as well. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's an
1: element of so when I thought of school, I thought of certain teachers that I hated. Yeah, <laughs> and I had to, I'll be honest with you. I had to, now I look back, I know I had some racist teachers.
0: Yeah,
1: some was overtly racist. So one teacher told me to here, stand over there, please, but don't stand at the blackboard because I can't see it. I want me to see it. Yeah. I thought that was a funny joke. Yeah. You know, back yeah. then. Mm. So so, so, so when I thought of school and education, I thought of people like that. Yeah. I thought of the experiences of that.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's what I realised, you know, because I, even me, I used to link, you link that word learning and education with school. And if you've had a negative experience, yeah, you, yeah. Then you then actually stop learning. And that's what learning. I'm saying, yeah. So
1: stop So, So it kind of, it kind of, um, you know, if that was a, if that was a sinister plan. Yeah. To sort of, it it works. It works. Yeah, it works. So when you've gone from from the system, you thinking, I ain't interested in learning nothing. (laughs) Because Mr. Smith, yeah.
0: You know yeah, why? I mean, that's so, what, yeah, that's what I mean. That's when not I not leave
1: thinking, okay, I might be trying to find another route to get to university.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't because you link in and, so, yeah, yeah. and you know me. This one I discovered about like habits. This way so that for me is a mental habit because yeah. you link and associate with. It's like now today the word I say to people a, a good example I give is I say the word terrorist is linked and associated with Islam because of. Because of the media, many years. Now people, if this terrorist happens, boom. So that's what I'm saying. It's like you create this mental association. So I realized even my own experience, I worked in construction for 10 years as a manual laborer. And I didn't even think, I didn't, I got offered like to do plumbing, electricity, but I, they said i got to go to college. And mm. I'm like, no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'd rather yeah. do my laboring yeah. because they, like you said, the college, you're associated with the, oh no, not, not yeah. another. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and then I realized, ah, oh, see, do you know what I mean? And I realized if you, in that 10 years, I'm going to become an electrician or a plumber mm. if it weren't for my negative experience with the academic side, because as soon as I, I don't it was just on, on-site on learning mm. But they said you have to go to college yeah. To get
1: their papers So you associated that with your negative
0: thoughts. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying experience. Mr. Smith Like, If you say instead yeah. of Mr. Smith You can just associate <laughs> it with school yeah, And everybody. learn
1: the education which... Bad breath, <laughs> Yeah. your <laughs> coffee <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. know
0: yeah. You know what's funny <laughs> I told a friend of mine actually I asked a friend of mine which is, I said to my friend of mine Do you want tea or coffee? And I said, and I say, I'm getting tea. I said, you like coffee? He said, coffee? No. I said, what's up? The way he's screamed, I thought, Whoa, what happened? He said, there was a school teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. So anyway, before we get sidetracked, so so you, even you now working with the youth, do you find that with the with that same sort of thing with them as well. The yeah, ones?
1: nothing's changed. That's why what's effective because mm-hmm. I find that I see a similar pattern. Yeah, a similar mindset so here's the thing I yeah. always said I, I said it, I said this to a lot of young people Yeah. do you know when you do you ever go into a classroom and think because you don't like the teacher you think I'm not working for them <laughs> yeah and they always say yes <laughs> I said that's, pro- that's the problem yeah you think you're working for them you're not you're working for you yeah so it's little things like that that, that shift that yeah, teacher. That shifted, and here's yeah. the thing teachers don't most teachers don't understand or know some of those thought processes. Do you know why? Yeah. Because the majority of them have never been through that themselves. Yeah. That's the reason why the teachers, they did well at school, yeah. went on to university and now become a teacher. Yeah. yeah? It's, it's very rare you find teachers. You know, there's a saying that, you know, when you when the majority of teachers are, majority in UK anyway, majority white and yeah. middle of class. yeah. They generally come from a family of teachers as well, yeah. So they've got the the experience; it, it's ingrained. So there's things that they sort of may take for granted that they won't understand. People from sort of poorer working class backgrounds,
0: yeah.
1: or people that haven't had that journey in education like yeah. they have, yeah, they won't get it. So yeah. a lot of kids always say that they don't get it, yeah. And I understand what the kids mean by that, but it's so so you've got to have that in between sometimes to build that. Bridge yeah. to get the young people to understand what the education is about and what they should be focusing on, and get the teachers to understand why these kids see the, the barriers yeah. in Breaking their mindset. Matter, yeah. Because some <laughs> have had teachers really stressed. Why do you think you know education's an opportunity to 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 progress? You know up the social ladder. Why don't they see it as that? And they don't get it because they don't see people do education and some kids don't see people do education and progress yeah, yeah? so they
0: don't see it they don't,
1: so they don't see it. it they don't it's not it's not something that they you know they seeing all the time plus i think that the education system isn't designed for some of these kids mm. it's not it is and 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 the more and over the past 10 15 years yeah. it's become what, what
0: do you mean by it's not designed like right. you It's not suited to the... So let me give you an example. Yeah. Well, currently,
1: right now, we've got a market-driven education system. An education system that's got a sort of business market model. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, for instance, if you look at business, mm. or sort of the, the theory of neoliberalism, yeah. neoliberalism is about free market. Yeah. You know, the market always wins. ROI, you know, marketization, privatised things, that's the sort of... In a sense, a global sense of yeah, market. Yeah. You've got that in the education system right now, mm. where you've got schools, every secondary school in Sheffield, ball one, is an academy.
0: Yeah.
1: And an academy is now separate from the local authority, kind of separate that tie from the local authority, yeah. getting the funding straight from central government, and are more like independent businesses. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got free yeah. schools. People can set up schools that they think right for the community and things like that. Which yeah. is more independent. Like schools. So schools it's become definitely. more of an independent uh, yeah. sort of thing. Mm. Then you've got sort of the league tables, which is about... It was designed for parental choice. So you can look at the league tables and select what school do you want your child to go to. The ones at the top of the league table are doing well, and, the and it was designed so that it would filter out weak, poor, schools. Yeah. Yeah. So the league tables is one thing, and the money falls pupils as well. The schools that have got the highest, uh, you know, vault places filled, they've got sort of obviously more budget, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. And then you've got sort of Ofsted. Yeah. So if you go outside of schools. I look at a banner, it doesn't say our children, yes, last year left with really good self-esteem and was <laughs> confident in their identity yeah. and ready to take on the world. Yeah. That's It doesn't say that. It usually says fantastic Ofsted or oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah? yeah, That's the bread and butter. That's the ROI in a business sense.
0: Return of value. That's yeah. the That's
1: return p- on investment, investment yeah, for the yeah. independent business, which is an academy. Top grade. Yeah, and, uh, the grades. Year uh, 11s, yeah. how many year 11s? Getting the best grades in the core subjects. Yeah. So if that's what you're, you know, a deputy head one time said to me, even though you know, Jonathan was challenging my kid, he goes, "But remember, we're in the business of education." Yeah. And I said to him, "That's the problem. Yeah, you're in the business of education. Yeah. you're not in the business of developing young people. Yeah, right. So that's the model. We've so got. that's
0: anyone who's not fit,
1: who's not right, succeeding. Well, now, now, here's well, that's the that's the part I'm yeah. making. If you. Regardless of what anybody says, if your primary focus are two things, offstead mm. and league tables, yeah. meaning that if you are a head teacher, that's what you're going to be measured on. Yeah. That's then sense, all of a sudden, yeah. sudden, all of a sudden, what do you need then? You need results. Yeah. So how do you get them results? Because there's the, there's the goal, but there's also the task in you know, order to, to achieve it. Yeah. So you might phone up a school... And it will say on the answering machine, we are here to support all children achieve their full potential. <laughs> they might have a strapline in the brochure. Yeah. But the, what you've got to look at is, what are you doing in order to achieve that? Mm. So sometimes schools might then say, well, what you need in order to achieve that, you need quiet classrooms, you need really good teachers, Yeah. yeah? So now what you've got is a commodification of children and pupils because it's a business Yeah. so now the pupils have become a commodity yeah. this young person here is coming from a really good home two parent family they've got the resources they're doing well in you know the the business people they're, they're educated they're the type of young people communities and families that we're looking for because it helps me achieve these targets yeah. because it's designed like that in a sense yeah. the child with the special educational needs got poor resources at home single parent, family, household, um, speaks English, might be speaking English as a second language, and might need a bit more support to develop that language to communicate, might have some behavioural issues, yeah. you know, all these <laughs> other things. Yeah. There, might, or there might also be a stigma in society about yeah. certain groups of people yeah. that 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 is embedded in certain teachers' heads yeah. or schools' heads. So all of a sudden, some become desirable and some not become desirable because it's a business and in order to achieve these two targets you need the right people now what you'll find is that as that market driven education system has progressed over the years so is exclusions so is things like you know there's this term that I heard not long ago about all forms of exclusion so exclusions doesn't just come in a child being excluded for five days or permanently excluded it also comes in the form of getting the parents to do Home ed, so education at home, where they clearly know the parents haven't got the resources and the ability to do it. Yeah. It also comes in the form of off rolling, getting a kid off your roll. It all comes in the form of getting them on an AP or alternative provision. Yeah. When these things get ramped up because the aim is to get them out of the classroom
0: as soon as possible. Yeah. And don't
1: get me wrong, mm. there is some of these things that benefit kids more. Mm. I'm not saying that some doesn't work for certain kids, it works for but some. all of you seen is, is a ramping up of exclusions. Mm. PRUs yeah. are Bursting at the seams. That's the where the kids are getting permanently excluded. Yeah. and you start to see it because this is the model.
0: Yeah. So, so if the education is in the wrong, it needs to be rethinked di- differently. Like for for. It, the, it, so somebody even asked do you. Know, do you know? Do you know that guy? He's passed away not long ago. And Ken Robinson. Ken Robinson. No. Yeah. Anyway, he talks about education and trying to re- rethink education because he's saying school is killing creativity and education. Absolutely, and because
1: saying, yeah. cause, cause, cause it's measured on it's measured on a set on a set number of things. But yeah. the biggest problem, the major problem, is this: is that you've got a system that's moved over here,
0: yeah.
1: and it's more about market driven, yeah. and it benefits some kids yeah. more than others. But the problem, as well, is this all those young people and then communities and groups, yeah. there might be some who already had challenges in the education system, yeah. but now it's even worse. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, of course, yeah.
1: So good. you're talking about, so, for instance, there's some groups that have, you know, there's been inequality within education for years, well before a market-driven education system's been put in in, in, in place. Yeah. But... What that's done is ramped it up even more. Yeah, exacerbated it like... <sighs> yeah, through the roof. Yeah, And it's, it's less focused on... So when I used to work, starting in education, it was more focused on changing young people's behaviour. Yeah. But now it's just managing it, and that may be managing it somewhere else. <laughs> just get it out the room. Yeah,
0: you know, some, that's what I'm saying. Like, what's the purpose of education? No one like, no one thinks about that, because like you say today, when you think about what's the purpose of education, many people, even the like, A.V. saying he asked, you asked these... You know, like even politicians or even all those heads, no one, like you said, no one would even they would be shocked by that question because like you said, it's more of those
1: results, isn't it? It's yeah, like, it's it's a, yeah, it's very target driven. It's a target competitor. And what you've got as well, what makes it worse is mm-hmm. the competition element. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's competing in the league tables. Yeah. They want to get up the league table. When you create competition yeah. and you've got sort of a market driven education system where you've got social inequality at the same time, yeah. you know who's gonna win and who's gonna
0: lose.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, Just look at the league tables yeah. for instance. <laughs> look at the league tables and look at the catchment areas yeah. and the postcodes. It will always be the rich or yeah, 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 areas, yeah. 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 Look at, there's, a, there's a reflection of that where yeah. you 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 start to see yeah. who's at the top and who's at the bottom. I know
0: you're in a bit of a rush I've got several questions so I'm going to ask you Ian, what's the good aspects and the bad aspects of like in working in, in, in your sector?
1: I think the good aspects is that you find a lot of people who uh, are passionate about supporting young people. Yeah. Yeah. In schools, in local authorities there's a lot of young people that are passionate about the work that they do. Yeah. Um, the bad thing is, is that what I've mentioned there the 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 market driven the market yeah. type target driven approach yeah. i think it's created a generation of practitioners that might care about doing good for young people yeah. but they have to put that priority further down the line yeah. so there's a priority on progression career progression yeah. you know because all of a sudden now if my target is about um i'm a, i'm a leader of a department or a head school and it's more about figures and numbers yeah. then i need people that's going to help me achieve those figures and numbers yeah. now in order if 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 the task to achieve those figures and numbers means doing things that might not benefit certain young people might disadvantage certain young people yeah. i need people staff that will their values and their professional principles will go with that.
0: Yeah, so they will, they
1: they will, will execute, they'll execute it. They'll execute. They'll, they'll, they'll support that, pr- that pr- process, yeah. especially if it enables them to progress in, in terms of getting up the so the, the ladder. Yeah. yeah, yeah because they've got a mortgage, they've got, you know, they've yeah, got assets, everything's into, everything They their whole life yeah. is into this one source uh, uh, of income. Yeah. So they might kind of you know, the values might change. They might, you know, they might not be bothered about what happens. Change of heart. <laughs> you might go with yeah, that because that's yeah. where the money is. Yeah, yeah. And you'll find people. The problem is, though, mm. is that you don't find some people who won't sell their values. Yeah, they're strong. They'll they'll end up either getting sidelined or pushed out. Yeah. Or they'll leave themselves. Yeah. But the problem is, is, if you've got a new set of practitioners... Who's coming in. Who's coming in, who just think that's how it goes. Yeah,
0: he's going to do... He's
1: gonna so they're developing to that kind of professional. Yeah. And that is the sort of sad thing that's taking place, that I see happening. Yeah. So there needs to be more people in there that... The primary objective of getting involved in that this type of work is with every young person that you're engaging with yes. is to try and get the best for them.
0: Yeah.
1: Some people are in it, and that's not the primary objective. Yeah. It's one of the objectives, but it might be fourth or fifth.
0: Yeah, it's not primary. Like you say, there's other things like mortgage, hire, and well, like well
1: it may be. I mean, it, it, the primary that's might be, I how am I going to get uh, in this position to get up to middle management, so I can get to senior management. Yeah. Right. So
0: career path. So yeah. a career
1: path. The other objective might be in order to do that, I have to form a relationship with this certain person here. Yeah. I did an interview with a head teacher, and he said to me what he learned as being a teacher that was use youth work approaches with young people. It mm. was told that if he wants leadership roles, he can't be just a favourite uncle. He's got to start building relationships with teachers. And look at the, the other element of thing yeah. to get up to to leadership. Yeah. So he's, so it's he's questioning the you know he has to change elements of his values or where he should be focusing, yeah. or where his relationship should
0: yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult situation. It is, it yeah. is.
1: But it's the reality of what we you know yeah. dealing with.
0: The other, other, and I think we're gonna have to get you on an, an episode another time. But the other thing I wanted to ask you is, well, when did you when did you uh, you become when did you become a Muslim like? In
1: 2007.
0: Yeah. Before that, were you Christian or family? Well, or... my family
1: was Christian in church, but I went to church when we were kids, but yeah. I never followed any religion. So yeah. I kind of, there was a point where I didn't believe in religion, but I've always believed in God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, so how did you discover Islam? That's why I wanted to ask. Well, that's
1: know. another story. Yeah, yeah, we yeah that's another that for... bit, but it was, it was really yeah. through being around Muslims and meeting somebody and yeah. it led to an event to for me to learn about Islam and I just decided to look into it even further yeah. but before I looked into it I decided to become a Muslim yeah because I think just do you know you sometimes yeah. you just do it and then
0: yeah and when you search and research and reading and stuff it's just but it's a lot different.
1: of my journey wasn't so much about reading; yeah. it was about certain experiences that took place. Took, yeah, that's, that conv- that that was you know convinced convinced me. me.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he's faith, in not it? Yeah, what, that's what it is. What's the what's and uh, what are some of the hardest personal challenges you faced, and how did you overcome
1: it? I think one of the hardest. So I I think one challenge I faced was getting educated. Yeah. Yeah. So getting to a point where I became educated, so it was reading, I, I used to think I couldn't read.
0: Yeah. Until how did you, did you, did, uh, yeah that was you mentioned that earlier, was that, so that was obviously a difficult time in, in not being able to read, but how did you learn that then?
1: i tell you what one thing was, I read a book called What to Say When You Talk To Yourself uh, by yeah. Dr. Shed Hempstead. I know that book, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. to Say When You Talk To yeah, Yourself. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it's all about NLP programming. Yeah. And that one book, yeah. There's a number of books I read but
0: yeah what year, year did you read that? Was it the nineties? Because that book no, I read
1: it was was, was written in, in, in the
0: eighties, it? No,
1: it was before that. It's was older, it? it's a yeah. very old book. Yeah. Um I've read that book must have been about um many years ago. But the real turning point yeah, for me it was, was through music. Yeah. So I used to be in a rap group. Yeah. And I used to do music.
0: Yeah.
1: And um I was, and it was also through youth work.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, we was accessing a place called The Hub that no longer exists, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. And if it wasn't for The Hub, I don't know where I would be now.
0: Yeah. So you was engaged in some positive aspect at that time? Yeah, because The like Hub you...
1: was what we call the African Caribbean <laughs> workshop. So I'd go there and see black professionals. It was the first place I went to mm. where I was around practitioners who said, you're smart.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: where every other place I went to it was school or college was trying just to there was more telling you what you can't do. Yeah. So, and we had... So 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 we did a lot of... There was a lot of sessions that we had in there, but it was key youth workers as well mm. that used a, a brilliant approach of looking at what myself and other people was interested in yeah. and using that as a tool to... Give, give regular engagement. Yeah, so they looked into your interest, what what like they Yeah and supported was, us with that and utilise that in order to so so what I was saying to you I did youth work before I got a job. But what they did, yeah, they didn't look at where it was there at the point, they looked at what we could become. Yeah. So they set up a project. It was through we was going to a youth club in Herdings because they had a recording studio. Yeah. And I knew a guy, one of the guys that was a youth worker there, I knew him, and he had a studio at his house, and yeah. he used to sort of help us make beats and things.
0: Yeah.
1: And we used to go to his youth club, and then so we stopped going to the hub. Yeah. It was a youth worker that approached us, and says, where have you guys been? I said, oh, we're going to this youth club. It's up here, and it's got a studio. And he said, if you had a studio here, would you use it? I goes, of course. Yeah. But I never believed it. He goes, okay. And then he came back to me and says, we're going to apply for some funding, and we want you to help us to apply for it. Yeah. And it, they applied for some money mm. and we a few of us sat down, the rest of us be friends deep and thought that they're talking rubbish. Yeah. And, you know, they ended up getting the money, it was a three-year project called the Raw Project, Rap Ra- Rap Reggae Against Racism. Yeah. And there was a few young people on the project us as a group and thought of that funding, they got a studio in. Yeah. So we go and record, we do the music, we started doing live shows and things like that. Yeah. And that ran for three years. Yeah. At the end of the three years, yeah. the youth worker approached me and says, why don't you apply for some money for yourself to do your own project? Yeah. because And so I believe that you could get money because we've just been on a project.
0: Yeah.
1: And he showed me how to fill out an application form and me and a few guys did it and we got funding. Yeah. So we started delivering... Um, dj workshop sessions and getting paid for it as well yeah Yeah? Yeah. so we started and then all of a sudden we got known for it and people started booking them out so when the funding ran out we were still getting booked in (laughs) we were on these decks and doing workshops and things like that yeah so i got into that's how i was was involved in youth work before you actually before i became a youth worker so that was because the youth workers then understood what real youth work is about yeah didn't look at us and see what we was actually doing and where we was at the time. They thought, well, if we engage with these young people, so they ignited you. They ignited you, basically.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. Their, if that
1: wasn't there, I wouldn't be sat here right now with yeah. a conversation with yeah, you about yeah. what I'm, right, you know, I mean. what I mean. That was absolutely. They cute. Triggered him, So they triggered. So they, they were. They yeah. Were fig- because the first book I read from start to finish mm-hmm. was a book about setting up your own record label. Yeah. And the only reason why I was interested in setting up a <laughs> record label, which I eventually did,
0: yeah,
1: was. Because of the hub and what we were doing there. Yeah. And I eventually set one up and got funding from South Yorkshire Key Fund because I knew I had to apply for funding. Yeah.
0: So so that's why... So the interest in... You know, when you go into the interest of reading books, is that how you developed and overcome... Well,
1: the first... The, yeah, what happened was when I read the book yeah. about setting up a record label, yeah. I actually... It's a long story. I actually ended up meeting the woman who wrote the book.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I actually implemented what she said to do. Yeah. And it worked. So we ended up on Radio 1. We got National Magazine Press. National Magazine, the Local yeah. press and everything. We ended up getting gigs. It was based on what she said. Yeah. And I ended up meeting her in New York. Because yeah. I sent her information saying, look, York, it works. And she wanted to meet me because... She interviewed me yeah. and she goes, I want you to be in my next book. And yeah. she's wrote another book with me in it. Yeah. Still need
0: a link for that book. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a book called I Don't Need a Record I Deal don't... by yeah. Dale Schwartz. I don't need a record. I don't need a record deal. Yeah, I don't need a record deal. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's good. So yeah, so you was evidence because you implemented it. Yeah, I
1: implemented it. So I learned something right there, the yeah. power of education. Yeah. Cause we was for years in the youth club thinking, how we're we gonna do we wanna get music out there, how do you do it? it was all in a book. Yeah, So yeah. I understood the importance of education. So
0: that's when you got into got, reading and education reader. and, and you the learning and stuff. Yes, I became a reader. So passion your passion. Absolutely. <laughs> i let you go because I know you because you've got you to do... One more question is, how do you manage your time and days? Is there any particular tips and hacks you
1: use? Well, I look up what is a priority. Yeah. What What's the things that's going to have the most um, effective... You know, in terms of what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. So I'm studying. I mean, a lot of part writing my doctorate. Yeah.
0: My so time,
1: what yeah. I try and do now, I'm, I mean, I'm writing it up now. So I will spend after Fajr, a certain time, two hours writing, or you used to do read. That's how I did it. Yeah. So spent that morning time. So kind of routine. consistently. So if routine. you spend a two hours or an hour a day. Mm. Doing something and yeah. you do that for seven years, yeah. you're
0: gonna get a lot done. Yeah, yeah. So you, so that's like that's what I'm saying. That's
1: the power of habits and consistent habits, that routine. Yeah, and that. yeah you yeah. know, good habits yeah. are hard to come by, but easy to live with. <laughs> yeah, bad yeah. habits are hard, to, easy to come by, but hard to live with. You know I mean? know. Yeah, so that's
0: I, how I became interested in habits because I was struggled to bring my bad habits. Yeah, then I yeah, became yeah. Even for me, it's always that you know. Even like reading. I got into reading and that uh, because I became interested in in how do you make positive like, lasting changes and then you know from that interest like where you want to set up the record because things like that trigger you you in there now to say uh, thank you very much for coming And definitely We're going to have to do Another episode Because today we had The technical problems And all sorts of things no problem. So inshallah What we'll do We'll have to arrange For another one Because I can see We we can go for another hour But obviously We're limited by time yes. So inshallah What I want to say Is to khairan. Thank mm-hmm. you for coming And I'm sure Everybody will learn Something definitely So khairan, bro. Okay Salam And alhamdulillah Rabbil alameen Guys That's it for today's episode and inshallah, like I said, we'll have our brother, Jonathan Yahya, in next time, inshallah. Mm-hmm. And please do remember that the habits of the heart, habits of the mind, habits of the soul, and the habits of the body do matter. They shape our existence and our future in this life and the hereafter. And you don't decide your future, you decide your habits, and your habits will decide your future. Please always keep that in mind. And please, if you found this beneficial, do me a favor and share it with family and friends. And until the next episode, inshallah, take care. And I wish you success in this life and the hereafter. And I ask Allah to give us all, Oh Allah, give us good in this life and the year after. And Safeguard us from the punishment of the hellfire. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa